and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one truthful page of Talmud every day. And our guest today is one of my favorite scholars, writers, teachers, and I am so thrilled to just learn, also the host of a brand new podcast called Your Soul to Work, two minutes of daily insights and inspiration available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello to you, returning guest, Dr. Erica Brown. Hello to you, Liel. It's so nice to talk to you. You're doing us a great honor, Erica, as always. And the reason I asked to speak to you is because I came across this really kind of jarring yet beautiful short passage that I just know you're going to shed a lot of light on. I'm just going to read it. It's not very long. This is from today's page, Shabbat 124. The Gemara relates that Rav Mari Barachel had felt cushions in the sun on Shabbat. Rav Mari came before Rava and said to him, what is the ruling with regard to carrying them? Rava said to him, it is permitted. Rav Mari said to Rava, I have others and I do not need these cushions specifically. Rava said to him, even so, these cushions are suitable for guests. Rav Mari said to him, I also have others for guests and therefore would be moving the cushions so that they would not be ruined in the sun. Rava said to him, you have revealed your opinion that you hold in accordance with the opinion of Rava. For everyone else, it is permitted to move the cushions in this situation. However, for you, it is prohibited, as it is inappropriate to permit one to perform an action that he considers prohibited. In other words, here are two rabbis, and one of them is saying to another, look, you know, yeah, there are plenty of rabbis who rule that this action is permitted on Shabbat, but you, my friend, cannot do it, because you yourself said that you do not hold by the ruling that said that this is indeed permitted, and you should never have a yawning gap between what you say and what you do, between what you preach and how you behave. What a concept. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Leo, that you've got this concept in lots of different things. You know, you've got a rabbinic concept of Marit Ayan, of not being seen doing something inappropriate, even if it, you know, is totally appropriate. So there is a sense of not only being authentic to the teachings that you are preaching, but also role modeling in every possible situation where one might see you in a certain compromising situation. And I think we've got a number of cases in the Talmud, this certainly isn't the only case in the Talmud, where a rabbi is adjuring his colleague to uphold consistency. And he's saying, what does it say to everybody else if you're not keeping what you're preaching? Um, You're saying, this is okay for you, but it's not okay for me. Now, what would be the ideal response to that, Liel? Would it be to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put the cushions down, right? In other words, if my rabbi doesn't do this, then I shouldn't do it. Or almost a deputizing of the rabbi, or the, in this case, the scholar, to be the religious lodestar and then exempt everyone else from doing it. You see this chasm, and the chasm actually in terms of modern resonances, and I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, modern resonances where you've got clergy in synagogues that are just so distant in practice and ritual observance from their congregants, almost as if the rabbi is subcontracted to do the faith of others. So right. this works in two ways, right? I keep Shabbat so you don't have to. Right. I keep kosher so you don't have to. You know, in, in my work with rabbis of all denominations, I find the, the rabbis really suffer in this way because they want closeness and intimacy around commitment that is shared. 
they don't want to feel that they're the ones who are doing this for everybody else. And I think that's a danger that is not alluded to so much in this piece of Talmud, but as a consequence of taking this seriously. So I think actually this is good advice, you know, in a sense it's permitted, um, you know, is it prohibited for you? Because how can you say something that you're not going to live by? Um, Adin Steinsaltz says in his Hebrew, you can't tell someone to do something that you think is wrong. That's fundamental to our educational system. You think it's wrong, then you teach that it's wrong. You think it's right, then it's got to be right for you and everybody else. And I love the way that you brought in sort of the flip side of this, right? Uh, it's not just that if you think it's wrong, then it's wrong for everyone else. It's also if you think it's right, it's right for everyone else. You don't get to say like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this uh, thing that I think is pious and necessary and, and great and wholesome. But uh, it's a little bit awkward to ask you to do the same thing because I'm a little bit judgy or I seem too stern or not enough with it. Right? I'm not going to tell you to keep kosher. I'm not going to tell you to observe Shabbat. But you do whatever you want. I'm going to do whatever I want. And, and you're saying that it's not just what the Talmud teaches us today, which is kind of more obvious and straightforward. It's also the reverse, right? The bigotry of low expectations. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I want to just share a remarkable piece of responsible literature with you that I've thought about for many years. It's a question that was asked by an educator to Rabbi Moses Feinstein, Moshe Feinstein, who has really an encyclopedic work of questions and answers. And he was asked by a teacher, should I tell my students who are going to dance clubs to take off their yarmulkes? Which is like a fascinating question. And Rabbi Feinstein almost chastises this teacher. And he says, who are you to tell someone not to do something? Maybe if they wear their yarmulkes, they won't go dancing or they won't do other behavior that's associated with their clubbing. Here, the teacher was trying to, you know, kind of belittle the student. And Rabbi Moshe was in a way belittling the teacher, similar to this piece of Talmud. How do you quantify behaviors? You teach what you teach because that's the way that life should be in the ideal. And other people will make their choices. And so I, th I think that's an, a fascinating corollary. Amen to that. Dr. Erica Brown, thank you so much. And I know that right now I'm going to check out this amazing new podcast and I hope that everyone listening will too. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Soon.